Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Combat Sports Show. Tonight we have a jam-packed show. Had a huge UFC card over the weekend with tons of stuff, extracurricular activity, if you want to call it that, with uh, Conor McGregor happening before the event. Had a big uh, Bellator over in Budapest, Hungary. Had WrestleMania, which was the debut of Ronda Rousey. Had a very, very big weekend. And on top of that, some more big news about upcoming matchups. So with that, we're going to start off with Jason. How you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm all right. But, but I'm going to start the show off. Now, neither one of us are hockey fans. Right? I like hockey, actually. I do enjoy hockey. But, Ever since I watched, the, uh, watched that Olympic game, the Olympic ladies' gold medal game, I've been a fan of hockey now since then. So, so what happened over the weekend with 14 of the junior hockey team from Saskatchewan? Yes. And that bus accident. I yes. get, I have to give my condolences out for that. Very sad. That is very sad. Yeah, I read a little bit about it, but it's hard to. Uh, it's really hard to keep reading about it. The bus and a big rig collided. For those of you that didn't know, and what was it? Fourteen members of the team, or fifteen members of the team, died. Fourteen members died and fourteen in critical condition. Wow. Yeah, very very I mean, sad situation. Very sad. So let's let's dive off into what happened over the weekend. Yes. Before we get started on the actual fight card. We're going to talk a little bit about Conor McGregor, who had to show his face somehow since his title was being stripped and given to somebody else. And before the event happened, they had the presser, and a lot of the fighters, you know, this was before, way before the weigh-ins. There was an incident with Khabib Nurmagomedov and Artem Lobov, who ha- Artem happens to be a teammate of Conor's. And the words were exchanged, nothing physical, but apparently Connor got a little butthurt about this and ran to the Barclay Center to protect his partner, training partner, whatever, and made an absolute ass of himself in a big scene, trying to get the attention he thinks he deserves, and threw a hand dolly and crashed, crushed the window of the bus, along with other things. It ended up cutting Michael Chiesa in the head, getting glass in Ray Borg's eyes, uh, Rose Namajuna said she was very, very close to dropping out of the fight because of all of that. And they actually lost three fights in that card because of Conor McGregor. It, well, they lost four fights. Three of them caused by Conor. Mm-hmm. And the last one was just because of... Well, they, 
they really didn't lose the fight. They ended up having a yeah, they didn't lose. And, and... Yeah, they lost Pettis versus uh, Quinta or Pettis versus Chiesa anyway. Um, Aya Quinta was going to take on Felder anyway, but since Max Holloway, who was supposed to fight Ferguson, fell down after an interview and hurt his knee six days before the fight, in comes Max Holloway, who reportedly was upwards of 200 pounds when he got there. Imagine that. He had to drop down to 155. He was walking around close to 200 pounds. That's, That's a lot nuts. of weight to drop. Especially looking at, he's, it's only been, what, six weeks since this ankle injury that kept him out of that fight with um, uh, Frankie Edgar? Right. How how healed is that ankle? I mean, I don't doubt the validity of that injury any any little bit. It wasn't that healed since he was upwards of 200 pounds. I'm sure that guy doesn't walk around that heavy all the time. He might. We don't know. Yeah, that's just crazy. You, you can't cut 55 pounds for a fight. I mean, that's just nuts. Um, so the whole card got totally screwed up. Conor McGregor actually got arrested, posted the $50,000 bail. He'll go back to the New York, the, whatever, the courthouse. Uh, was it June 14th? He has a court appearance if he actually shows up for it. Um, I wouldn't doubt that he'll get set back. So. Well, no, I'm saying... I wouldn't doubt that it would get postponed because, like, Dana White was all pissed off that night, cussing him up a storm, didn't know if it was doing drugs, this or that. So Dana White today, and he I didn't talk to him, but, you know, people did. And today was a whole different story. You know, Connor, this, this was just an assault. He didn't kill anybody. This wasn't any, any big deal. We're going to have Connor back in that cage, ASAP. He, you know, he totally flip-flopped on it. Um, I don't know how they could – they're going to let him fight, Jason. They're not going to do anything to him. Nothing. No, he's going to get, he's I going told to get you this on Saturday. Yeah. You and I talked on Saturday, and you thought, you told me, you now this is what we bet. We actually bet, what did we bet, a large pizza? Large pizza. A large pizza. For those of you listening, we are big bettors here. Um, we bet a large pizza <laughs> that Jason thinks Conor McGregor is going to spend time in jail. I said, no, he's not going to spend time in jail. Not only is he not going to spend time in jail, the UFC is not going to do anything to him. And so far, look who's right. You're right. I know. He makes, I can't, now, I don't say, I'm not saying it's right. I'm right, but it's not right. The UFC needs to do something to him. That is ridiculous to allow this guy to do this kind of shit. That aside, I mean, okay, we'll talk about that later. We'll we'll bring up the whole Connor thing later, um, because that's a that's a big issue. That really is. Let's talk about the actual card before. Yeah, let's talk about the card though. What actually happened on the card? Card with only nine fights. That was a pretty damn good card, wasn't it? I wasn't going to order the card. Uh huh. You and I, you and I talked a few hours prior to that. Yes. And I wasn't going to order the card. But I ended up ordering it anyway. So that first fight was great. Yes. This one was what? Chris Grutzmacher versus Joe Lozon. 
That was a. It yep. wasn't a great fight. It wasn't great, but it was your typical oh, Lozon fight. fight. Lozon comes out. No, no. Lozon comes out like a on fire, and then all of a sudden he gasses like one minute he's throwing bombs, and all of a sudden, what the hell happened? He has nothing left. He was completely gassed in that first round. He had nothing left, and Grootsmacher just basically had his way with him. And at the end of round two, he didn't get off the stool. He didn't come out for round three. He's, a, well, he's like, that's it. I'm done. No, he didn't say that. His corner said that. No, his corner. His corner, said, his corner said, dude, you've had enough. You're bleeding like a stuck pig. We cannot let you go on. His corner man. And that was a smart decision. Joe. Yeah. And he he agreed. It, it, there was nothing more for Joe to do. He was, he's done. I, I I like the guy. I would like to see Joe, just like I have said about Fedor. I would like to see these guys move on to the next phase of their careers. Um, Fedor, I think, would be a blast in submission grappling. He's very good grappling wise. Joe's the same way. Joe as a grappler is very very talented. I would love to see him do that. He doesn't need to get hit in the face anymore. He can go do submission grappling. He could coach. He could do whatever he wants to do. But he does not need to get hit in the face anymore. I'm I'm in I'm in complete agreement on that. Now, you watched the prelim card, right? Not much. Okay. My my I big act- take from the prelim. I was well, excited to see Carolina more, versus Felice. I was more kind of dove into the Dodgers-Giants game at that point. Okay. Well, I was, so I was very I excited did. versus uh, – yeah, I, I understand the Dodgers and Giants were good, but the prelims were pretty exciting. Um, they had Devin Clark. He beat Mike Rodriguez. Unanimous decision. That was a fun fight. Um, Devin went after him grappling-wise. Mike was much better striking. Good little style clash there. Ashley Evans-Smith surprised me. I did not – I've never really seen her fight with that much energy the whole 15 minutes. She looked really good. I thought Beck would win. I was wrong. Beck didn't really do much of anything. She landed a couple nope. of good shots, but she, she was a little tentative. You know, I think she was worried about the takedown because Ashley's such a good respect. Ashley to come out and throw hands with her like that. And she didn't get hurt, but she absolutely didn't, win, didn't come close to winning a fight. No. I did watch that fight. Yeah. And I really expected more from Rawlings. I still like Beck Rawlings, um, uh, regardless of what some people think of her attitude, whatever. She's a fun fighter. She usually goes for it. Uh, she she goes for it. She does. And, you know, it, she had a bad fight. She's on a little bit of a bad stretch. We've seen it before with a lot of different guys. I mean, Dan Hardy, the UFC loved him. What did he lose? Four fights, five fights in a row. And they weren't going to cut him until he got injured or sick. You know, he had the heart issues. Um, some guys they love. Beck Rawlings, she's always going to give you up, even if she loses. Yep. And now this one was quick. I I thought Oliver um, Mercier, Alvin, Alvin Mercier, he was fighting Evan Dunham. Evan was actually the favorite, which kind of surprised me. <coughs> Excuse me. But Oliver knocked him out fast. You know, that didn't take very long, a minute and a half or something like that. Something ridiculous. Um, I like Evan Dunham. 
he's been around forever. Very, very good. Good everywhere, too. But Oliver, man, he just handled him like, like nobody's business. I don't like know I said, I didn't that watch fight. much of the prelims once the Dodgers-Giants game went into, the, like, 12th or 13th. Yeah. All right, so this fight was exciting. Carolina Kovalkovic and Felice Herrig. I mean, we we were really rooting, both you and I are rooting for Felice, right? Right. You were rooting for police, or did you? You might not have caught that. No, no, I was. Okay. So, Carolina absolutely handled police. It was a good fight. It wasn't like she got dominated, but Carolina, I thought, won every single round. One of the judges actually gave the fight to police, but uh, I thought that was just a stupid score. And I'm a big police fan, but it was a bad score. Police lost all three rounds. Very good fight. Felice was there the whole time. She never got rocked or stunned or anything. But Carolina was fast. She was throwing good hands, great elbows, and Felice was just a just a step behind the whole time. But that, I'll tell you what, yeah, I thought I that fight should have been on the main card. I really thought that fight should have been there instead of uh, Lozon and Grootsmacher. To to be honest with you, and it was a better fight. It was much more even, much uh, much more competitive. But when you, you know, if you want to think about it, mm-hmm. um, Luzon. Luzon. He's, he's been on a terror. He's lost a few fights in a row. But he's a great fighter. Yeah, like three or four. Three or four fight, fights in a row. But he's, you know, he has shown his worth to be on a main card. I'll give him that much. Well, he actually wasn't on the main card. Um, He wasn't. Until all those fights got taken off, Joe Lozon was not on the main card. No, but I'm glad, you know what, I'm glad they put him on the main card. Just kind of showed everyone what he's really about. Yeah, Joe's actually lost. He's lost six of his last nine fights. You know that? Yeah. And, and no, in those no, in those six losses, he's it's been uh, two, three TKOs and all this, and the rest decisions. And the guys he beat were not really, you know, top level guys. He did be he, he knocked out Diego. Shoot, man, that was quite a while ago. That was. Two years ago. Right. Yeah. So he's not been on a tear, but he has. He's a veteran. You're right. He's been around the UFC for fucking ever. He's got, like, what they say, tied for the most performance bonuses ever. Right. Just a, so, a ridiculous I mean, amount of performance bonuses. Now, I understand why the UFC put him on the main card after all these fights were taken off. Yeah, you can see by the way he fights. He's an exciting fighter. But this is just me. Now, yeah. the fight after that, or it might be before that, when you have no, the Russian the and Kyle go at it. Yeah. 
That fight to me was the fight of the night. Yeah, is the Beeb Mago meets Shapiro. Was it Shapiro? Sharapova. Sorry. Mago meets Sharapova. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Fuck that. I just pronounced it for <laughs> you. No, no, the Beeb. Thank you. Mago Mead Sharapova. And he took on and Kyle Bochniak. Six one and a and half. How tall was? He's what? Six foot two. Six foot six foot one and a half. Six Going against the guy five foot. No, no. Six foot four if you count that hair. His hair, he had a he had a crazy hairdo. It stuck way up in the air, so that's six foot four, really. But yeah, Bochniak's five foot seven. So you took an almost seven inch height advantage. Right. Plus the fact that Bochniak came in late notice. That he did good. He did really good for late notice fighter against the guy that they said ten people refused to fight the beat. They said no. Ten fighters. Now he beat him really handedly. Yeah, I he he won the fight. Oh no, he won the fight hands down. Yeah. He should get a top ten fight in his next fight. And that's he just really my should. He, and he looked good. He never bit into Bochniak was trying to goad him into a war. He never bit. He he stuck to his plan. Uh no matter what Bochniak did, the beat was just handling him from every position. But Bochniak but, showed a ton of heart. Ton of heart, and that dude can take a punch. He's got chin. Yes. And a kick. He got kicked square in the face, man. He didn't even flinch. Like I said, that dude can take a chin. Take a punch, yeah. I'll tell you what. The beat, for a guy that's six foot one and a half fighting at 145, he wasn't a skinny guy. He was fairly muscular, and the punches he threw were very, very hard. He was one of those real tall guys that knows how to fight tall. He wasn't a tall guy like Stephen Struve that has no idea how to keep a guy out at range and pepper him with everything. Right. This guy, knew, he knows how to fight his height. It's very impressive to watch him. That's the first time I've seen him. I was very impressed. But I turned, and I, I, texted, you, I texted you this yesterday. Yeah. I turned an immediate... Kyle fan. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He he had to have made a lot of fans that night. And you were asking me like, why? I'm like, that dude could take. He's he could take a punch. He's taking kicks. Even though he got worked, he lost every round. Yeah. But he just showed how much heart. And everything he's really got. Going up against a guy of his opponent's stature. And yeah. his opponent should get a top ten match. He deserves he, it. I think he will. Yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't, to be honest. Now, the next fight, you didn't see this fight. Uh, Hanato Moicano, he beat Calvin Qatar. That was a unanimous decision. It was a good, solid fight. They, they, Moicano got rocked a little bit in the first round, but that was early in the first round, and he, he went on. He recovered. 
and he just dominated the rest of the fight. His leg kicks and everything. He, his leg kicks yeah. were nasty. He was doing inside they were nasty. outside leg kicks. Oh yeah. No, I saw. He was hurting. I, I saw a little. I saw a little bit of that fight. His that was nice. Good fight. It was a good fight. You know, the crowd was booing. They're stupid. Okay, you're in New York, New Jersey. It doesn't matter. That was not a boring fight. I was not bored no, was for one not. bit of that fight. Yeah. Some crowds, I'm telling you, they're just too picky. All they want is these guys. They don't want any technique. They don't want anybody moving. They want you to stand there and tape your feet to the ground and just punch somebody in the face while the other guy punches you in the face. It's it's stupid and it's unrealistic. No, I I agree. Yeah. So so. But like I now said, on, I didn't really get to catch that fight. No, it was a good fight. But now we go on to the what I consider the main event. This was the fight that I really paid for. This is the one I I wanted to watch. I <laughs> Rose you know Nama and you know me. Yes. You know me. I wasn't going to order this fight. Yeah, I know you, you. I had no idea you'd ordered it until the next day. But my buddy said, "Order it, and we'll. I'll come over the. You know, I'll come over tomorrow, and we'll. We'll. You know, we'll just watch it. So I ordered yeah. it and recorded it. But I already watched everything. Yeah, now you're right. Now, this next fight between Rose and Johanna, that was the main event. That was. Now that, had, were, that fight, yeah, that was scored funky. By the judges. I had Rose five to zero. Five to zero? Yeah. I had Rose five five oh. Wow. You you had some blinders on there, Jason. No, I didn't have no blinders on. Rose just showed so much more aggression. No, no. Not at all. Rose was better. I had round one fairly close, but I gave it to Rose because Johanna didn't definitively outpoint the champion. Round two was uh, hands down Rose. Round three and four, I had Johanna. She landed way more kicks. (laughs) Excuse me. Johanna was just way more active. She was the aggressor in round three and four. Rose was tired. She really did. She slowed down a lot. Her her defense was worse. She took many, many leg kicks. The total punch stat was like 84 for Rose to 134, Johanna. Of that 134, though, most of those were leg kicks. And but see, I had – it was so close mm-hmm. that – now, I understood the unanimous decision. Yeah. I had it a unanimous, but depending on how you look, I could have given Johanna one, maybe two rounds. Johanna, won I gave the her other, two rounds. Or, uh, Rose won the other three. Yeah, I gave her those two rounds, three and four. Round five, Rose understood this this fight was close, and she picked it up. Even got the takedown at the end, but Rose Rose hands down took rounds two and five. In my opinion, hands down, no questions asked. Johanna took rounds three and four. Round one was sort of close, but I would never give that to Johanna just because 
it wasn't that close. She did not show that she was better. She got peppered. I mean, look at their faces. Johanna was busted up everywhere. She says she won. Well, she landed more. But you could land more pity pats. What's that really matter when effective striking? Rose was obviously the winner in the effective striking. Look at the faces. Johanna's yeah. face looked like pinch me. Did you hear what I just said? Because that's what I just said. I know. But that's what I'm saying okay. is that um, I, I had it. I had five nothing Rose, but it was a very close five zero. If you understand what I'm saying, yeah, I think your Rose it could have went was either way. Much. No, I couldn't see it going the other way. But I think you were a little too in love with Rose. But you had the right winner. You just well, gave her a few too many rounds. I told you I was rooting for Johanna, but I thought Rose would win the fight. I know, and I told you, and the you exact were opposite. opposite. The exact opposite. The opposite. I was rooting for Rose, but thought Johanna would win. And we were both wrong. We were both wrong. Yeah. I mean, the, and both, the only way uh, I we were was both right, very happy. No, it was a great fight. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Great fight. That was worth 65 bucks. That right there, that one fight. That one I would fight say 65 was worth bucks the two fights. But and Johanna looked, made the fight. You've got to admit. Yeah, Johanna looked way better in this fight than she did the last time. Way better. Well, she got knocked out. Well, she got knocked out in 30 seconds. Yeah. Well, probably not that quick, but you know what I mean. She got knocked out quick. It didn't go to a second but she, round. No, but she definitely looked a lot better. Now, what this shows me is that uh-huh. Rose is the dominant champion right now. Yes. Johanna doesn't deserve another rematch. Oh, God, no. She, there's no way. My neighbors what are I would hot. like to see, what I would like to see is the winner of Nunez and UFC 20 and 224 yeah. go against Rose. Now, you might have to come up a little bit in weight class. Or go a little down. bit? 25 pounds. What are you, fucking nuts? No. They can make a catch weight 25 fight out of this. pounds. They can, they, they can hit each other in the middle. At 125? So, Rose has got to come up a little bit. And the winner no, of that fight has to come down a little bit. You are nuts, dude. I, nobody wants to see that fight. That's too big a weight. That's well, I, just I, would too love, I would love to see that fight. No. Rose is only she hasn't even fought anybody in the division yet. She beat the champion. That's it. She hasn't even fought anybody. She hasn't really defended the belt yet because it was just a rematch with Johanna, a lady she just knocked out, and she dominated the rematch. There's no way. No, she's got to defend that belt a few times before she even thinks about this. <clears throat> well, Same with I'm Amanda. I mean, Amanda's that's what only, I. That's I mean, what I would like to see. No, it's way too soon for that kind of shit. Way too soon, Jason. You gotta let Johanna. She defended that belt five times. Okay, she was in a position to where she could have moved up or whatever. That's great. 
Nunez has only defended the belt once, I think. You know, she she won it. She beat Misha Tate to win the belt. And then she fought Valentina. And now she's going to fight um, Raquel Pennington. She she needs to defend that belt a few times. Uh, you got to give them some time. They need to stick to their division. They need to defend the belt. They can't just run around fucking fighting people from different weight classes all over the place. The the most I would see Rose doing is jumping up to 125 to fight whoever the champion is there. Eventually, um, Johanna, she doesn't seem to have a problem with the weight cut. Um, she Her chin actually looked much better in this fight. She took some big shots, and she handled it pretty well. No. So I no, think she did. The pro- yeah. The problem being is now Johanna's in a spot where she's beat everybody at 115. There's nobody left for her to beat at 115. Nobody. She obviously can't beat Rose, but she has nobody left to fight at 115. She has dominated every other woman out there. I would like to see her move up to 125. Well, she was actually even talking about that before her last loss. Okay. Yeah, that's a good move for her. Not because she can't make 115, but because it's going to be a real hard sell for her against Rose a third time. It's just it's a no-go. You can't, you can't lose to the well, same person three times. Now, I would say, yeah, put Rose and Johanna up against it again. If, let's say, Johanna would have beat her this time. Now we're 1-1. Yeah. Yeah. Then that deserves a third rematch. Rose is up on her 2-0. Yeah. No. That doesn't deserve another rematch. In my eyes. No, you very rarely, very, very rarely does a fighter go 0-2 against somebody and get a third shot. Very rarely. And like I said, the problem with Johanna, she's beat everybody at that weight class, and it wasn't even close. It, the first no. Gadelia fight was close. That was a split decision win for her that really could have gone the other way and nobody would have blinked their eyes. Other than that, she's dominated everybody and she dominated Claudia when they fought again. There's there's very well, few people I for was, her to fight. Now, I was, was going to bring that up because you and I were yeah. talking about this on Friday. Uh-huh. They've got two, they've got one mutual opponent. Rose lost. Who does? Rose lost to this person. Johanna beat her hand hands down. Can uh, Tisha Torres? No. Yes. Oh, you think Carla Esparza? Carla Esparza. Oh no! Yeah, Rose. Rose did lose to Carla after the show, and and, and Johanna just dominated Carla. But Carla's already got an opponent right now. She's taking on Claudia Gadella pretty soon. But what I'm saying is, you were you were trying to throw out the MMA, you know, all this crap with. Um, no, no, no. I was odds. explaining how it never worked. I was explaining well, I know. <laughs> how it never works. It never works. No, because MMA so, math tells us that Carla beat Rose, but then Johanna beat Carla. So Johanna should beat Rose, but Rose beat Car- Johanna twice. Why? MMA math is so weird. How does it not work? It should work. A beats B, B beats 
A, so B should be, or C beats A, so C, C should beat B, but it doesn't work. B always ends up beating C. Never worked that way. What the fuck? No, it always works like that. It never works the way it's supposed to, and that's why it's so great. Because you can do MMA math all day, 90% of the time it doesn't work. So it's awesome. No, it is awesome. Because I would love to see the guys that would put their money on MMA math. Yeah, I guarantee you, you, 90% of the time you're going to lose. Well, maybe not 90. Because um, sometimes you can count on it. You, you know how it is, and I know how it is. And a lot of people are much better at us than breaking these fights down. When you break down not just the math of it, actual stylistic matchup, um, then you see where the actual, that's where the real math begins, not just the win or losses or how they won and well, how they so, lost. So Rose was not a good matchup for Carla. She got beat by her. Johanna. Yes. Yeah. The crap out of uh, out of Carla, but Very Rose bad. is beating fucking Johanna twice. Yes. So how does that math work? It doesn't work. Now, you got to look at the matchup stylistically between Rose and Johanna for one, and then for two, you need to look at the fact that Rose was fighting Carla off of the Ultimate Fighter. Carla was on a tear. Carla was looking great. Her striking was great. Her wrestling has always been good. And she came into that fight with a ton, ton of momentum. She was still actually the Invicta strawweight champion. So Carla was the uncrowned UFC champion. Rose went into that fight. She tore through the ladies on the show. But sometimes you never know how a fighter is going to react to fighting three times in six weeks getting a few weeks off and then fighting again. Really hard on the body. We all know that. Rose is a little bit taller than Carla. Carla's not a big 115. Carla handled it a little bit better and dominated Rose. That was the worst I've ever seen Rose look, and it was only a few years ago. So Rose hasn't gotten a ton better. She's gotten more composed. So I would think if Carla and Rose fought now, you're probably looking at a different fight. Oh, it's going to be a completely different. I think Rose would take her hands down. That's my, I mean, that's my call. You know, if, if Carla, I'll say this, if Carla beats Claudia Gadella, I would love to see the rematch. Get Carla a big Oh, win. I would too. Yeah, because Carla's going to go in there knowing she dominated Rose not that long ago. I mean, Rose has done good since, but Carla's going to know, hey, if she starts taking me, to the face or whatever hurt me, I can take her down at any time. She's that good of a wrestler. Rose's takedown defense is not that high. They showed Rose had like the most accurate or the highest takedown percentage in this division at 60%. Right. Now, the thing is, Rose got one takedown against Johanna in, what, six rounds now. And that was kind of a – it's what it is. Rose's wrestling – her pure wrestling isn't that good. It's not as good as Carly's. Her grappling is very, very good. Very good grappling. But can I make an assumption that Johanna's takedown defense has gotten better? It's very good. Her takedown defense has always been great. Her, ever since she started in the UFC, 
I don't know where her takedown defense started, but damn, that lady can stop a freaking takedown. I'll bet you if so, she took on a guy, she would stop that takedown. And I will not admit, you know, I'll admit, Johanna is a beast. Yes. She's got great striking. Very good. Rose is just a tad bit better. It, that's, you know, they kept bringing attention to that the other night. And that is surprising because Rose is and has always started as primarily a grappler with good striking. She she is not a multiple-time Muay Thai world champion like Johanna. Johanna won world titles, kickboxing and Thai boxing. And, and, and Rose handled herself and won most of the striking exchanges throughout their six rounds. That's crazy. That's how good Rose is. No, I'm not, you know, like I said, I was rooting for Johanna, but I thought Rose yeah. would win the fight. That's what it, That's what happened. You yeah. were the opposite. You were rooting for Rose, and you thought Johanna would win the fight. We both were And wrong. you noticed, did you notice, though, Johanna's trash talk from the first fight, she was making fun of Rose for being abused and molested when she was a kid, you know, telling her, oh, you think you were abused then, I'm going to abuse you worse. The the most horrific shit you can imagine a person saying to somebody. Just very, very much over the line on trash talk, I think. Um, I know, no. There's no. trash talk. And I completely, I completely agree with you on that aspect. I mean, if yeah. you're going to trash talk, trash talk. But don't bring yeah. up personal shit. Don't bring it no. up. No, it's horrible. And she went from that to this time, Johanna did nothing of the sort. She wasn't a tenth of the trash talker she was. She talked a little bit during the weigh-ins, didn't talk at all during the stare-down. And no. look at how much better she did when she focused on her and her Just fighting fight. as opposed to the stupid the trash talk. The fight alone. Yeah, Johanna, Johanna looked Johanna so much better. She did 100% better than she did the first one. She really did. But, but Rose still dominated her. Now, what do you think and about I, Johanna's claim? No, I, I agree. Afterwards, though, Johanna went to the press conference and claimed she's still the queen of 115. She doesn't think she really lost. She said, just look at nope. the numbers. She outlanded her. This is true, though. She outlanded her 134, but Do that doesn't mean lie. you won the fight. That doesn't mean you won but, the fight, though. And where I think Rose won the fight was the power punches. Very much so. That's where, and that's the fact that think. that and the fact that Johanna landed a majority. First of all, a majority of those were leg kicks, and most of those were landed in round three and four, where she dominated. I thought she way outlanded her around three and four, but not so much in one, two, and five. I mean, I had, like I said, I had Rose five zero. That's just I don't know opinion. how in the world you had that, Jason. I mean, you must have but, had, I'm just saying, you must have had at least 15 beers to see that. Take me, no, I, it would I take sober. a lot of beer I to make sober. that fight. I was sober when I watched the fight again. Because I, I watched it. it the next night. No. But, once I watched it again, I, 
I, my, my, my opinion didn't change, but I could still see where you had Johanna winning two rounds. But it was still three to two. Worst case scenario. And round one was close. I was really worried about round one. Round one was fairly close. Oh, round one was still close, but I still gave it to Rose. Yeah. Maybe just on a little more aggression. I think, yeah, I think aggression and um, now, now by effective striking, what we're saying is effective striking would be the difference between you and I. You and I get in a fight, and if you slap me in the face right. five times, and I'm still standing. But no you problem. punch me, and I punch. But, but you catch me with you catch me with a right hook once. Yeah, and you're down. And you bloody my nose, Not, uh, or you blacken yeah. my eye. Yeah, Not, I mean this is this is obviously I'm, hyperbole. You and I would never fight, but it's it's very weak striking, a lot of it compared to very very hard striking, but only only a little of it. Effective striking. So that's where I gave it to Rose on aggression. Johanna did very good work with her legs. Now, like I said, she really did work the legs. Four, yeah, now round three and four, it could have went either way. Johanna was very aggressive. So. Yeah. In round three and four, she was very aggressive. Yeah. I just think Rose landed just a tad bit more power punches to win those two rounds, in my eyes. I, I think so. And then, uh, round, uh, five, well, went, round five could have went either way. Cause well, round that, five, that I think round, Rose took... I, I thought Rose came out more aggressive in round five and kind of low in the middle, but then got that takedown at the end. And even though she didn't do anything with it, she still got the takedown. And I think she did a little bit more in that round altogether. Um it's really hard to judge those fights. Like people take these punch stats and judge it just on the punch stats. That's not how a fight. Well, no, goes. I was. We don't. I was. I was taking it? it all away. I was taking it on punch stats. I was taking it on aggression. I was taking it on a lot of different aspects. Yeah. And like I said, I no. myself, I had it five zero. It could have been very yeah. easily three two, but Rose still won the fight. Now, did you see Johanna? I think it was after round two. She could have been three, regardless, one of those rounds. Right at the end of the round, she starts looking down at her foot and has her trainer stretching her legs out in between three and four before, the, before yeah, she came I, out. It, it what do you like think cramps. that was? Cramps. Cramps. That's what I'm thinking. Because it happened okay. in round three and it happened in round four. Yeah. Where her, her trainers were stretching her. It looked like they were stretching her cat or uh, her thighs out. And to me, yeah. it was cramped. Maybe too much water or what have you. But to me, too quickly, it looked like yeah. it was cramped. Well, it didn't look nothing too expert, serious to me. No, luckily. But if there's an expert between us on cramps you have cramps once a month so you know a little bit more about them than i do i know this oh fuck you so i would definitely defer to you on that one you think it's like the mythical swimming cramp you know where you're swimming and people get cramps i've never had one and i believe that you can i just have never experienced it 
Um, I've had cramps man, I couldn't imagine once. That. Yeah, I've had no. I've once had cramp. I've I've cramped up once. Once a month. Lack of potassium, whatever you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But right before a baseball game or whatever I'm doing, I've always made it to the point to eat a couple bananas prior to whatever I'm doing, and that's always seemed to alleviate it. But she was like stretching out. Yeah. Now, if they stretched your eye out that way, you or I would be in the hospital. She actually put her leg up, and the guy grabbed it on her shoulder or his shoulder, and basically bear hugged her. Stability that's why right I there. think. That's why I think it was something as simple as a cramp. Yeah. Lack of potassium. What would happen to you if somebody did that um, to your leg? What would happen to you? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it would tear me. I'd be in the hospital. Well, I don't know. Last night I lifted something, and yes. I pop, and my lower back popped. <laughs> I feel today. I feel like I'm fucking ninety years old. Yeah, I can't fucking bend over. I can't. I just can't do anything today. I pulled them up. Oh man. Yeah, I so, can't imagine, man. My legs like that. When I saw that guy stretch her leg that far. I'm like, man, I really know if they did that to me right now, it would take oh, me years to be able to I'd be that done. flexible. I'd be done. Yeah. But that's why I think it was she was just stretching because I think it was just something very small as a cramp. But you and I, yeah. like, you know, we've never been in that position. So a no. cramp could be a very big deal. Oh, yeah. I've had You're little cramps. cramping up. Um, I know. I, I had um, one time on my foot. Um, your foot will cramp up sometimes, and they're extremely no, I, sharp you and know extremely what painful. Up me when I was playing golf, was my stomach. Yeah, that's what cramped up on me. Every, every that's time, weird. if I ever ran into a cramp, it was like in my stomach. I ate a banana. About twenty, twenty-five minutes later, it was gone. Tells me I was lacking potassium. Yeah. Um, now, okay. I don't know. So, I don't know what was going on with Johanna. No, but she Hopefully never. In, she never slowed down. She never. I mean, so, she. She kept on fighting like no one's business. So it, it didn't bother yeah. her that bad. No. So let's go on to the main event: Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Al Iaquinta. Now this fight came about now, after after the weigh-in. They'd already weighed in, and first of all, Khabib was supposed well, to fight Tony. Tony. Hold on. I'm going to go through say, this whole thing. Yeah, hold okay, on. Okay, I was going to say, why don't we break this down? Yeah. Tony Ferguson. pulled out six days. Yeah, six days before the event, Tony pulls out. He did some media, got up to walk away and fell down, blew his knee out, had some surgery. And I think he had surgery today. They called it open knee surgery is what he said. So I'm not exactly sure what that is. Hopefully it's not that wow. bad. Yeah. So he, he really did hurt his knee. I would say maybe that might have been a pre-existing thing. Maybe he'd hurt it in practice and it was a little bit weak and whatever. Maybe I'm wrong. But then they, but then they try to bring in Max Holloway. Then they bring in Max Holloway. Max was coming in. He couldn't make his last fight against Frankie because he was injured. Took this fight. Flew out here. Had to drop a ton of weight. They deemed him medically unfit 
to fight. He couldn't even finish his weight cut. The the athletic commission said no, no more. So then they're kind of stuck. They decided they were going to go with Anthony Pettis. Weighed in at 155.2. For a championship fight, you have to weigh in on point or lower. So he wouldn't have been able to win the title, but he would have been able to take the fight. So he said yes. He gave the UFC some numbers, said, I want this much. UFC counter said, no, we're going to pay you this much. He said, no, I'm not taking that much to fight Khabib. you got to pay me better. They balked. They said, no. So then the UFC went to Paul Felder, who was going to fight Ally Aquinta. Paul Felder agreed. The New York State Athletic Commission said, no, Paul Felder cannot fight for a title. He's not even ranked. You can't have him fighting for a title. Then they moved on to Ally Quinta, who said, yes, I'll take that fight. Ally Quinta is ranked 11th, I think, and they said, yes, you can take that fight, although he did weigh in also at 155.2. So he could not have won the title, but he could have won the fight, and Dana White said, he's going to listen, if Al wins, regardless of if he wins an actual title or not, he's our champion. If he wins, right. he beat the guy, so he's the guy. I like that. I like the fact that he said behind I like that, too. Yeah. He said, hey, regardless of what the athletic commission says, he's beating the best. He's our champion. Now, once you look at the fight, dominated him in my eyes. Now, he dominated him. What did I tell you, though, when you and I talked? You didn't know the winner or what happened. And I said, okay, that fight went five rounds. You freaked out. You're like, oh, my God, what happened? How did it go five rounds? You were intrigued, weren't you? I was very intrigued because what you said was it goes five rounds and and somebody is on a a five-fight win streak. That would have been Al. That's what I was thinking. Five-fight win streak, four KOs in a row. But I was thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, did he really beat Khabib? So I was really immediately intrigued. Yeah. Now, come to find out that Khabib just handled him. I mean, that was Khabib's fight. It, it really Khabib was. Khabib handled him. I mean, yeah. I had Khabib, I had Khabib 5-0. I mean, he just he dominated oh, yeah, yeah. that fight. It but was, you know, it, it was a fun you fight. Though. But you had me very intrigued because Matt hadn't seen my next door neighbor. hadn't He he hadn't seen the fucking fight card yet, so I recorded it from the night before. I'm like, you yeah. have to watch. And what I and what I was telling him, I'm like, you have to watch these first two fights. I'm like, these first two fights are just like insane. Especially, especially Kyle. Oh yeah, that was the best one. Like I said, I mean, how that guy was just sitting there. Just, he just dropped his hands and did a Ric Flair on everyone. Like hit me, son of a bitch, hit me. And he was just, he was just like taking it and shaking it off. I'm like, this dude's a fucking savage. Even though he's getting his ass kicked, I'm like, this dude is a savage. He made me an instant fan. 
But he has to round out his game if he's going to do anything in the UFC. Yeah, like I was telling you earlier about that, you can't really tell him he has to round out his game when you know and I know he took that guy on who was very, very good. Zabit Magomed What the fuck? He's Sorry. Russian. Zabit, yeah. Zabit. He's from Dagestan, same as Khabib. Magomed yep. Sharapova. Sorry, I, I knew it was like, I always think of Maria Sharapova. So, right. Yeah, fight late notice because they said 10 guys turned down Zabit. They said no. Kyle said yes, even though it was late. He said, heck yes, I'll take that fight. Dude's got guts. I say we we got to wait to see. You know, Joe Rogan said it a lot of times. He needs to throw kicks. He needs to do something else, whatever. Regardless of what Joe Rogan says, you're taking on a guy late notice that's very, very good, very good at fighting tall. The beat being that tall was very good. This guy, Kyle, you know, you got to give him another chance and see what he's got because he didn't – we didn't see the full arsenal of Kyle. Like, I want to see I mean, him in another fight and see what he does. Come on. I mean, if you were that Russian and you're hitting yeah. him with everything you got and he's sitting there yeah. smiling at you. That's ridiculous. How do you – I mean, if you were that – if if you were the Russian, how are you feeling uh-huh. about that? Like, I'm hitting this dude with everything I have. I've got a six-and-a-half-inch reach on him, on this guy, and he's sitting there smiling at me. Yeah. Well – he did hurt him a couple of times, and a lot of that smile oh, was just Oh, he talking. hurt him. No, yeah. I mean, he hurt him, and the Russian had great takedowns, but Kyle, that, I mean, even though he took this fight on late notice, his takedown defense wasn't that bad. It wasn't that no. bad. And you got to go with Zabit. His composure was terrific. He never once bit into oh, no, it. His- he, no, just, he stayed the course. What, it was really what, cool. That's what really, like, I was telling Matt, and Matt was telling me the same thing. Is like, that Russian was, like, so calm, cool, and collective. Yeah. He wasn't letting that, he wasn't letting the little guy intimidate him too much. No. And that's, Even that though, was the difference uh, between, no, that was the difference between that fight <clears throat> and the main event where Khabib let, Ally Quinta goad him into standing and striking, which Khabib does not normally do. Because Ally Quinta was talking and goading him to do that. And then it led to Khabib missing those last couple of takedowns. I mean, you saw it. Khabib would try in those last three rounds to take him down like he did. Rounds one and two, Khabib took him down and threw him down and dominated. Once we hit round three, four, and five, Khabib was just diving at his legs and Al was backing out. But Al had him where he wanted him, standing up, but didn't do anything. Khabib was still winning the striking battle. So, I want to go back to the second round of the Russian and Kyle. Okay. What did you think of that leg sweep? Oh, shit. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think the second I mean, round. I don't remember the, everything, but that was pretty. He went around the front. Pulled his leg out, his leg backwards behind him, and threw him down over his body. It was beautiful. That was perfect timing. On that the was Russian. some karate kid shit. 
That was literally karate right. kid shit. That shit that, that should not work down, in real life. Even me and Matt, like, wow, that yeah. was just. We were like, You're like Holy you, you shouldn't shit. Be able, you should not be able to do that in real life, especially to a professional fighter. Right, but he that the timing was so perfect on oh yeah on that takedown. Now see that's what and, Joe was saying. When you get a guy that can do it, but like most of those guys could probably do that. Okay, Ronda Rousey could do that to anybody, but you have to be able to threaten with the other things. You have to be able to show punches, kicks, takedown. They have to not know what is coming. If all you're doing is punching, nobody's going to worry about a takedown from you. If all you're doing is punching and kicking, again, they're not worried about a takedown. They're they're worried about getting away from those punches and kicks. If you do everything, they're worried about everything. Right. But that takedown was so... I mean, I watched that in slow-mo and I'm like, Oh my God! How I mean, he timed that so perfectly. Cameraman did not even catch it the first time. They had to go to no. different angles to catch what had happened. I saw that in 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 regular in regular time. I'm like, oh my God! How can a guy yeah. time that so perfectly? I mean, it looked. I mean, cool. like you said, it looked like some some sort of shit out of Karate Kid. Yeah. Something that was staged. It really did. That wasn't staged, but it looked... No. The way it happened, it looked like it was staged. It should have been staged. That's how good it looked, to be honest. So, I'm just going to throw this out there before we go on to Bellator. I thought it was a very, very good card, well worth the $65. Um, Oh. Even though though it lost a lot of fights, great card. I'm, you know what... I told you, I'm not ordering this card. This card's gone to shit. Yada, yada, yeah. yada. I end up ordering it. You, you don't even know I ordered it. Until no. I said, don't tell me nothing else, I ordered the fight. And you're like, oh, wow, you ordered it. Okay, cool. And then I watched it yesterday. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this fucking fight card, this, the fight <laughs> card was badass. It yeah. was one of the better fight cards I've seen in a while. Honestly, it was, it was one it of was. the better fight cards. Now, what we're going to do is I'm going to bring, i got to bring up some big news that I saw. I read this on Twitter. I don't know that it's true, but this was how the other one started. But I'm going to bring it up. Let me talk about Bellator real quick. They had Bellator okay. 196 on, and it was they, they made a big deal because it was the return, Benson Henderson versus Roger Huerta. Roger was like, the poster boy for a while for the UFC and and everything, but he hasn't really been doing all that much lately. And basically what they did, what it seemed like to everybody that knows anything, is they gave Benson Henderson somebody with a little bit of name recognition that he should be able to run through, and he absolutely ran through Roger Huerta. Guillotine choke in round two. I mean, Benson hasn't finished a fight in fucking ten years, and he just dominated Roger and choked him out. It wasn't a fight. It was something they probably shouldn't have put together, but they did. Um, we'll see how it does for Benson. Maybe it gets him some confidence back, and he goes into his next fight a little bit better. Uh, Benson's still a very, very good fighter, very well-rounded. So we'll see. We got to watch uh, the prospect, Ed Ruth. 
he looked very good in a decision against Ian Pascu. Um, Brian Moore beat Giorgio Basante, who was a, another teammate of Connors. He dominated that guy. Denise Keyholz, you know her. She's a, a good fighter. Yep. She beat Petra Kaskova, dominated. And Adam Borex, flying knee versus Teodor Nikolov. Nasty knee, good fight. That was a fun one. That that one really was. It was a good event. They were they were out in Budapest, Hungary. It was a good, solid Bellator, just like the normal ones. Bellator is normally, you know, they almost always have good, fun cards on. Not as good as the UFC card, but a good, solid card. So, I mean, we'll, we're going to dive into this a little more in the next coming weeks. But I want to run some stuff by you. No, no. Let me do the big news first. You are going to love the okay. big news if this is true. Before you run anything by me, this is what a guy wrote on Twitter. This is a, a reporter, and he's the one that originally talked about Conor McGregor versus Floyd one. And not the original original, but he's one of the first few that reported it. came out to be true when nobody believed it. He said, listen, I said it before. Nobody believed me. It happened. I have been told, not me, him, I have been told by reliable sources within the camps Connor versus Floyd 2 will happen in the UFC, but the rules will be modified. What do you think of this, Jason? Four-ounce gloves, yes. Yeah, listen to this. Normal four-ounce gloves. No, no. Stop, stop, stop and listen. Don't don't talk, just listen. Normal gloves, five-minute rounds, five five five-minute rounds, 155 pounds. Okay, that's all normal. But here's where it gets weird. They can clinch, yes. No kicks, no takedowns, no elbows, no knees. Why would they make that fight if those are the rules? Why would anybody do that? So what they're telling me is that it's going to be a kickboxing match and a kickboxing match only. No, no kicks, no takedowns, no elbows, no knees then what the hell are they going... They might as well go into a boxing ring at this point. Gloves will go down to four-ounce gloves. And instead of three-minute rounds, I'll do five-minute rounds. And instead of shoes, I'll go no shoes. That's the only difference. That's it. Now, I did hear Connor. Not Connor, but I heard Floyd today on ESPN. Yeah. Stating that if this is going to go down, okay... I'm training. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight Connor in the octagon only if the money is right. How is the UFC He's... going to make the money right? Well, they can. They'll, they'll give him whatever he wants because it'll make them so much money. But basically, if they fight like this, no kicks, no. T- if this is true, then it's absolutely a sham. I would not pay for this. I wouldn't. I would and, and I, I happily shelled out a hundred bucks for Connor versus Floyd boxing. If they do an MMA fight and it, yeah, if they do an MMA fight, but it's not MMA, I'm not putting the money out. MMA is all about kicks, takedowns, elbows, knees, clinch, punches. It's everything. That's why it's mixed martial arts. It's everything. Well, it's basically, not, what a lot of people don't understand. What mixed martial arts is, 
you just want to get down and technical with it, it's a fucking street fight. That's all MMA is. It's a street fight. No holes barred. No, no. That's what it Am used I right? to be. No, no, you're, you're way wrong. That's what it used to be. Nowadays, a street fight is never, never going to look like a mixed martial arts fight. There's components of it, just like a boxing match. Every street fight starts with two guys standing throwing punches, and then it devolves into something else usually. Uh, mixed martial arts is taking the best of everything and whatever works and putting it into what they can use. Um, your specific set, a wrestler. A wrestler is not going to go out there in a street fight and try an arm bar. It doesn't work on the street. A lot of that stuff won't work in a street fight. You'll get hurt. You put an arm bar on somebody in the street, um, you try to leg lock them, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get bit. You're going to get, you know, you, you land on the, the concrete on your back, you're going to get hurt. So this is, there's a big difference between this and a street fight. Well, I'm just saying, but really... When you think about it, when you think of MMA and that first fight, Luzon, uh, Luzon, he, it, that, that fight, you know, it showed it tremendously. It was a great fight until he got cut on the top of the head. Yeah. And then he could yeah, this, fucking this one, though, no, this one, though, Connor and Floyd. That just makes no sense. That makes it basically, it's basically, it's a boxing match in the octagon is what they want. And they're asking for that because, well, they need that because Connor, if he agrees to that, he's fucking stupider than he, than anything. Because he already got beat by Floyd in the boxing match. Why have him come into MMA if you're not going to have an MMA fight? If they're just going to have another boxing match. Four ounce gloves. I mean, it doesn't make a difference if it's still a boxing match. Connor's going to get beat. But if you take this to an MMA match, Floyd Mayweather is going to get killed. If you have an MMA fight and you allow kicks, takedowns, elbows, knees, yes, Floyd's going to lose. And regardless oh, Floyd, of Floyd's it, training right now, yeah, Floyd's supposedly training with Tyrone Woodley. Who would be somebody very, very good to train with? Tyrone's an excellent fighter. Great wrestling, great takedowns, great punching, whatever. He's good at everything. That's a great guy to train with. But how much is Floyd going to learn in six to eight months, maybe a year? He's not going to learn how to stop everything. He needs. You're not going to learn it all. In my honest honest opinion, Mm -hmm. if this fight's going to go down, and if you want this a fight, to remember Floyd needs two years yeah and I and, and still I don't think he could beat Mayweather or I mean M- McGregor in McGregor's realm no it's not just that like MMA that fight. last fight they had I mean McGregor lasted seven rounds with Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match that's got to be a moral victory. Ten. Ten. Ten rounds, Jason. Whatever. That's got to be a moral victory for McGregor. Now, he still got knocked out, but, yeah, he did. No, but, he, but he got knocked he, out, but he still went toe-to-toe 
with one of the yes. best boxers in that weight class of all time. Yes. In his first That's match. Not, that has ever. to be a moral victory. And, and there's no way. I just don't see any way McGregor could not dominate Floyd if they go to a, MMA, a real MMA fight. McGregor should dominate him. I mean, really, if it was a true MMA fight, this yeah. fight shouldn't go longer than two rounds. I wouldn't think so. McGregor's going to get, I mean, um, Mayweather's going to get killed. Yeah. Okay. So, so what do you if got? they're what putting you all these. No, no. Okay. We, we so... talked about that. Yeah, let's go on a little bit more before we take off here. So, what I want to throw at you, Q4. And like I said, yeah. we're going to dive into this more coming in. I mean, this isn't until May 7th. So we yeah. have a few weeks more to dive into this. But I just want to run over this card very quickly. And I okay. want you to give me your honest opinion. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to mention the fight. Yeah. And I want you to give me your honest opinion of each fight on the main card. I'm not going into the prelims. So we'll make okay, this very quick. So, coming out of the middleweight division, this is the first fight off, you know, this is the first fight off uh, the main card. You got Victor okay. Belfort versus Leota Machida. Vitor Belfort versus Leota Machida. Um, Machida. Belfort, is, yeah, Belfort's done. He's a has-been, juice monster, whatever. Without the juice, Belfort can't fight for more than about two minutes. Machida's going to wait him out, wait him out, wait him out, and knock him out. Period. Okay. Perfect. Going to the second fight. Coming out of the Bantamweight division. John Lineker versus Brian Kelleher. Lineker all day. Okay. Third fight. This is way out of the women's strawweight division. Mackenzie Dern, Amanda Cooper. You know, that's a good fight. That's a... That's a good fight. Um, Amanda's a pretty well-rounded lady. Uh, Mackenzie is extremely good grappling. She still has a lot to learn because this is only her seventh MMA fight, I believe. Um, it's a very intriguing fight. I like that fight. Mackenzie's taking it rather quickly after her last fight. We'll see. I would not want to make a pick right yet. I like Amanda Cooper. She's tough. She's very gritty. Um I think Amanda might be able to grind her out, but we'll see. That's going to be a fun one. I like that fight. Okay. So, coming out of the middleweight division, Ronaldo Souza versus Kevin uh, Gastelum. That's a big-time fight. Um, Souza is, is, as you know, he's a great grappler. Uh, Gastelum right. is very good everywhere. Um, it's kind of – that's a tough call. Sousa's coming off a knockout loss. Um, Gastelum, I don't know that he's fought since he lost to Weidman, actually. And he, well, he knocked out Michael Bisping, uh, but that's, you know, whatever. Uh, that's a good fight. I would, you know, I'm actually leaning Gastelum in that fight. Okay. And then we come to the main event. Okay. Amanda Nunes. Versus Raquel Pennington. Well, the money would be on Amanda. You know, she's been active. Raquel's been out for a little while. She she uh, 
got in that accident, like an automobile accident, and had to take some time off with an injury. Plus, she's been out since her last win, which was over Misha Tate, actually. I think that was her last win. So it's been it's been a wow, a, you know, yeah, uh, been a while for her. So I think I would probably favor Amanda in that fight. Um, it, it it's tough though because Raquel is very well rounded. She really is. She's uh, she's no no joke. Remember when Holly Holm came in? Um, Raquel arguably beat her in that fight that they they had. Raquel did not you know, waver at all with Holly Holmes vaunted striking and had no problems handling the striking and everything. So she's, she's very good, very well-rounded lady. I would, if, if Raquel gets it out of the first two rounds where Amanda is actually going for a win instead of fighting like she did against Valentina and, and kind of scared to let anything go. Cause she knows she gasses very quickly. I think Raquel has a terrific shot after rounds two. But we'll see. I would guess if I had to put money on it, I'd probably put it on Amanda. But I like Raquel better, to be honest. Raquel's much more well-rounded. Okay, we got 15 more minutes. I'm going to run over the the prelims. And I want you to give – I mean, you know know these guys more than I do. Like I said, we're going to hit into this as the coming weeks come upon us. But so you've got – Zaleski Dos Anjos versus Sean Strickland. No idea. Lightweight division. David Romeros versus Nick Hines. Again, same thing, man. So, you know, the problem with these prelims are a lot of the fights are very, very close. And once, once they get them like that, they're very hard to pick unless you really break them down. I haven't broken those down yet. Okay. Oh man, I don't I know about those. I wouldn't even go any farther then, because yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be you could waver one way or another until you until you could break them down. Yeah, but like I said, I was just kind of just like picking your brain in a sense where I you know kind of um, saw some time, but I really wanted to go over the main card off this next one, which is May seventh. Yeah. Which sounds like now, it's going to be a forget. very good card. Yeah, before we go further, let's not forget, there is a very good fight card coming up, a UFC card coming up this weekend. Um, this Saturday yeah. is going to be the UFC, what is it, uh, UFC on Fox 29. Um, UFC. Poirier versus H- fight, fight night. Let me see if I can bring this up real quick before we go. No, no this is a good one. There's a good – the prelims are pretty good. Moraga versus Wilson Hayes is going to be fun. Joko versus Tavares is a big-time fun fight. Um, Shana Dobson versus Lauren Miller is on the undercard. Uh, Diego Lima versus Yushin Okami. That, that could All have right. been huge a few years ago. Um, Tim Bosch versus Antonio Carlos Jr. Courtney Casey versus Michelle Watterson. I love that fight. I think Courtney's going to win that. That's She's a big underdog, but that's a great fight. Carlos Condit, so, he was going to fight that okay. round, but all – what, you going to interrupt me when I'm talking? We, well, no, I was just going to break this down. I just pulled up this fight uh, card. That's what so, I was doing. 
interrupt me. Luke that's Sanders, okay. Patrick Williams. Go ahead, go ahead and break it down. What do you think? Luke oh, Sanders and Patrick Williams. This is all you. You go ahead. You break this card down. Well, no, I was no. I'm just doing this. I'm asking your honest opinion. Finally, got all these fights up. All right. So, like I said, I was just going to talk about a few fights. Okay, not everyone, just a few, because we got a couple minutes left. Um, okay. I, I like. I really like Lima versus Okami. I would take Lima. Shayna Dobson versus Lauren Miller. Those are the two women. They were off the Ultimate Fighter. So that's going to be fun. What do you think about that one? That one is going to be fun. But I've got – there's one fight off this whole card that I'm really diving into. Okay. You, you, and that's Lauren. you just brought this sorry, up, was, but I interrupted you, and I'm sorry. But it's yeah, Michelle Watterson and Courtney Casey. Yeah, on mine, though, hold on. It's Tina Dobson versus Lauren Mueller, not – not the other one I think. So you're talking Courtney Casey versus Michelle Watterson. I just told you what I think would happen. I yeah. really think, I really think Courtney Casey wins that fight. I like She's Courtney Casey beat the a lot. Karate hottie. I think so. Courtney's big, strong. She's had plenty of time to prepare for this. Um, I think she's going to take Michelle out of her element and finish her. Wow. And then there's, you know, then there's another fight. I mean, it's not really a big-time fight in my eyes, uh-huh. but it's going to be a great fight to watch, which is Carlos okay. Condit and Alex Oliveira. You know, I, I'm not really into that fight at all. Alex Oliveira is kind of middle of the road. You know, when he stepped up and fought Cowboy Cerrone, he got crushed when he, his last fight. You know, he, he showed he has no chin. He has no defense. He's not really... And his grappling is going to be nothing for Carlos Condit. Condit's not going to be intimidated by his grappling at all. I think Condit's going to walk through this guy, especially late notice. He's absolutely going to destroy Oliveira. So, I'm going to I'm going to step up up a few fights, okay. and I want to go to the main event of this fight night. Yeah. Justin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. 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 I'm sorry. Good fight right there, man. Really good fight. What do you think is going to happen? I'll tell you what I think. I don't know. I mean, you're talking about, okay, Gaethje's got, he's got the reach advantage, 71 to 69. Yeah. Five, and Gaethje's coming at 18 and one. Uh-huh. I'm thinking this guy, I'm thinking this fight's going to go the distance. <laughs> no way. You don't think so? No way. This is going to be over well, like quick. I, said, I think, I think Gaethje knocks him out by round two. Wow. I was going to have – I had Gaethje winning in a unanimous decision. But no. only time will tell. Yeah, I that's like what, the fight. That's what makes – the fight's going to be great, I think. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, I think so. And, and Gaethje, he's great, but he's, he's a power puncher with terrific wrestling. I mean, NCAA terrific wrestling. 
Poirier, he's very, very good, very well-rounded, great grappling. His wrestling's not the best. Now, Poirier surprised me when he fought Eddie Alvarez. He had Eddie on the ropes, couldn't finish him, and then a couple of punches from Eddie. Poirier's a little chinny, and you know what I mean by chinny. He doesn't have the best chin in the world, and it shows sometimes, especially against these big punchers. Eddie Alvarez showed it. Um, Some of the other guys he's fought, Conor McGregor knocked him out at 145. Gaethje, I think, is going to expose that chin and knock him out. So, I'm going to throw a couple of stats out to you. Okay. Let's go to the significant strikes. Landed. So, landed per minute. Justin Portier. Five Uh per minute. Justin Gacy, point five. Yeah, yeah. Accuracy. Gacy's a beast. Accuracy. Justin Portier, fifty percent. Gacy at fifty-four point no, so almost fifty-five percent accuracy. Absorbed per minute, three point four two to Dustin Portier. Okay. Ten point three four to Justin Gacy. Gacy. 3-9. And Justin's at, at 60% flat. Yeah, Justin doesn't have a lot of defense. Now, this is where I think the fight could actually take a turn. If they go to a grappling match, takedown advantage. Mm-hmm. 1.99 to Gus Zero with Justin. Yeah, that's um, down accurate. Yeah, this is where the fight really takes a turn for me. Okay. You know, then you take takedown accuracy. Justin's at forty-five percent, where Justin's at zero. Takedown, Justin, takedown yeah. defended. So if it goes to the ground, it sounds like Portier can really own this fight. No, he he can grapple, but he's not gonna he's not gonna out wrestle Justin Gaethje. He's not. There's no way. He's Poirier's got great, both great grappling. Yeah, don't don't let that fool you. Um, this is a good main event, but this is all Justin Gaethje. He's gonna dominate the whole thing and, and finish it. That's my that's my Stone Cold absolute. Master lock of the year. is going to finish this so, fight. This fight is when? It is on... Saturday. Saturday. I bet it's on Fox so, since it's the UFC on Fox. Well, yeah, they're fighting out of Glendale. Yeah. Main card is at 5. The prelims start at three. Okay. It's going to be a good one. Come Friday, you and I will make our, um, we'll talk Friday, and we'll make our picks off this card. Okay. Whoever has the most picks, we owe each other a pizza and a beer. How about that? Well, you already owe me pizza now. But we'll go double or nothing. From, 
No, no, we'll I'm go, not losing we'll a large pizza. We'll go double or nothing. I'm not losing a large pizza, no. I refuse to lose a large well, pizza. It doesn't matter. I we, mean, will, you, we, we will have to bet some other some other food item because I'm not going to lose a large pizza. I will go. Okay, okay. Um, here, here's my bet. Yeah. The winner of this card, doesn't matter if I go up there or you come down here, the winner of this card has got to buy two ribeye steaks and some corn on the cob. The winner? No, the loser. Okay. So, you've already got a you already got a large pizza off me. So the loser of this next card has got to provide the barbecue. So basically, what we're saying is we're both a couple of fat asses. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> either hey, no, this... either way, either <laughs> way, we're both winning. I love pizza and I love barbecue, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. So I gotta buy yeah. you, I gotta buy you a large pizza, but I'm gonna help you finish it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing about this card is it's a it's a televised card, and you you know you and I always talk about this. The televised cards, they the fighters really know. Hey man, I want to get out there. I want to make the pay per view. I'm gonna show my stuff. Right. And the main event, even though Carlos Condit got kind of put in the backseat a little bit because Matt Brown hurt his knee and he's out, which that would have been a terrific fight. Uh, I'm glad to see Carlos Condon in there. Casey versus Watterson is a huge, huge fight. I mean, it might not have the name recognition, but that's a big fight. That's a really good fight. Um, main event, Gaethje versus Poirier. You broke it down well. Poirier grappling-wise is very, very good. His scrambled submissions and whatnot. Gaethje, I think his wrestling is just too good. He's not going to get caught in a scramble. It's just going to be striking, and and Gaethje is just a monster when he starts striking. He throws big, hard punches, could take pretty much anything. He's only been stopped once, but it could take anything you throw at him and come back for more. I think he's just going to – Justin's very technical, and he's got some pop, but I think his chin's just not going to be able to hold up, and, and it's going to be – it's no. going to end. I just I just ran into another fight I wanted to run down from you. We've got yeah. two minutes left. Okay. I didn't even see this fight. I was kind of going through it quick. Yeah. Tim Bosch versus Antonio oh, Bosch, Carlos yeah. Jr. That's a good one. Um, Bosch has kind of been slowing down a little bit, though. Um, Carlos Jr. is probably going to win. This is at the 185 division. Antonio yeah, sitting at 10-2. and two. Tim Bosch is sitting at 21 and 11. Yeah. And Antonio's got a two-inch reach advantage. Yeah, Bosch is good, though. I just don't see him winning this fight. But you and I have also admitted, some of these free cards like this on the fight night, some of them are a lot better than the pay-per-views we pay for. They are. And, and with Tim, don't forget, Tim has a knack. For winning fights, he has no business winning. He he decides he has this fight where he's going against the guy. There's no way in the world he should beat, and he just decides that he's going to beat the guy, and he does. It's he's got a weird knack for that. So I would never put money on a Tim Bosch fight, just because you never know when that guy is just going to come out and go unglued and knock somebody out. He fought Yushin Okami when Yushin was in his prime, and Okami dominated Bosch for two rounds, just pillar to post beating. And come out round three, and his corner told him, 
Tim, you have to knock this guy out. 25 seconds later, Tim knocked him out. Now, uncanny good. I don't know. I don't know when this guy's going to fight again. Uh-huh. And I can't remember the last time he fought. But the guy I really want to see again is the Korean zombie. Yeah, yeah. I, everybody wants to see him again. He's he's terrific. Um, we he will look up that up. Three, I'll try. Uh, I'm going to try and get some years. information on the zombies. No, I'll, I'll I'll go for some information on him. We will bring that to everybody next week. And with that, we will come back next week. We'll get you some results from the UFC. And we'll talk more about UFC 224 coming up. Bellator 197 is coming up. We will definitely bring all that stuff up next week, all right? All right, dude. You have a good week, and I'll talk to you, um, I'll talk to you later on in the week, dude. All right, definitely. Everybody follow our Facebook page, and we will talk to you next week. All right, see ya.